Thursday night and we are live. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody is being blessed. And if not, be blessed right now in Jesus' mighty name. This is what gets me into trouble is I end up, I end up talking about the videos on the pregame. And that sets me back like 15, 20 minutes, and I never get to the slides that I have for the regular game. And I just have to do it because I just saw some stuff in there. Just very interesting, of course, is you saw the, the video from James Comer, who's doing the congressional hearing on the Bidens and the, Biden, the corrupt Biden crime family. And you just noticed how, how Biden uh, actually um, delivered his documents, how, how, how exactly his documents got to all the classified documents that he's not allowed to be in possession of. And again, I, I can go down these dark paths for an hour and a half, and I got to not do it because I have so many other things to get to, and we've already gotten to this. But just to reiterate this one more time, Donald Trump is allowed to be in possession of the documents that he had. That Jack Smith, the, the uh, special prosecutor, is looking into. He's allowed to have them. There's, there's, no, there's no crime whatsoever. All he has to do is wave a wand over anything and call it declassified, which he did as the President of the United States. So every single classified document that was at Mar-a-Lago that ended up being seized by the FBI raid under Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray, the, the illegal rate, all of them need to be arrested for doing it. And that's the kind of hardball that we need to play. All of those documents are totally illegal. Now, it's impossible for one classified documents. Many of the documents found uh, with Joe Biden have been found at the various Biden locations were not only classified, but compartmented compartmented classifications, which mean even people are, who, are, who are actually allowed to view classified documents can't review a lot of the ones that were found at the various Biden locations stored by the Biden family or by Joe Biden himself. Now those three locations, and remember all these that, the, that they were found, this was, they were found in Chinatown, Chinese. Uh, I, I, Tom, how dare you, you're xenophobic. Uh, what am I supposed to call a town that's named China? Chinatown would be Chinese, the Penn Biden Center, which was built by the Chinese, and then the other place where these documents were found, at the, at the Biden uh, beach mansion, surrounded by a wall and guns, the walls and guns you're not allowed to have. All of, and of course, the Biden home was probably built by the Chinese also, and it was, they were all transported there in private vehicles, all of which is illegal. All of which are illegal, and of course, never forget that before they found all the, they quote unquote found all the documents at the Penn Biden Center built by the Chinese, by the CCP and the PLA. That's not, that's not, that's, that's not hyperbolic. That's absolutely true. The Penn Biden Center was built by the Chinese Communist Party. That is a fact, absolute fact, $54 million given to the University of Pennsylvania. And that money was used to build the Penn Biden Center. All those documents, and, and before they found them at the Penn Biden Center, for some reason, Joe, Joe uh, Biden's attorney's got a corn cob stuck up their rear end and said, you know what? We need to just go search our boss's office. Let's just go do a search, you know, like a Sunday drive. You know, we're going to go out on a Sunday drive. Now, let's go, let's go ransack our boss's office. Let's do that. Right after the Mar-a-Lago erroneous Gestapo raid, we're going to go do that and we're going to find these documents. And before they got to the raid, though, his attorneys went in before his attorneys went in. So before his attorneys went in, his attorneys went in and removed those documents to another location, all of which Joe Biden, it is, it is statutorily impossible 
for Joe Biden to be in lawful possession of any classified documents prior to being president, which he was with all of these documents. Impossible. The vice president never can have possession. And Pence is the same way. He needs to be tried for multiple felonies. Mike Pence needs to be tried for multiple felonies. Joe Biden needs to be tried for multiple felonies. But yet there's no real serious investigation into either one, but only only the person with the R in front of their name. Oh, you're like, you're like, no, Pence has an R. No, he's just a shill. He's just controlled opposition. He's just a Judas. He's just a Benedict Arnold. He's just controlled by his Democratic Party shill. They would love for him to win the White House so that he could come in and be controlled by the Democratic Party. And then one last thing. On the polls, that last video that I showed you from CNN, I mean, I want you to think about it. 32%. Now, who, now if you're going to ask yourself this honest question, if CNN is going to be doing any sort of polling, you think the polling would be heavily weighted towards Democrats? Even in that, oh, you're awesome. You're, you're the best, Aaron. Thank you. There it is. And this poll, which we know is probably heavily weighted towards Democrats, probably to the tune of 8 to 15%. Even in, even in their stilted numbers, the best they could come up with is that 32% of Americans want him to run again. That's the best. Now, what, would the, what are the numbers really? Probably 18%, you know, somewhere along those lines. And where And who is driving these numbers is the most important part. The people driving these numbers are young people and traditional liberals who are bailing. Why would, it, why would a young person bail? Well, I'm just going to throw this out to you. If you're a young person and you're watching TV and you're some, you know, really like pro, you know, woman, pro-feminist, Democrat, and the clothes that you're wearing when you go on your morning jog, you, you wear your Nike sports bra, your Nike sports shoes, your, your sneakers, Nike sports uh, running pants, whatever, t-shirts, whatever it is, and now they're being modeled by a fully penis Dylan Mulvaney. You know, like, you know, it's very interesting about Dylan Mulvaney. I told you I can go down to many black holes and, and all these subjects. The very interesting thing about Dylan Mulvaney is, is it really that he's transgender or is he just, yeah, awesome, play it. You know, or just, if you can play it by, so there it is. So it may be, if you're a feminist, you're like, you know what? Maybe I don't want men winning, winning uh, beauty pageants. Maybe I don't want men to be the models for a multi-billion dollar corporation of which a woman could be receiving multi-millions of dollars for modeling these outfits. And here's the other thing. Is this what women act like? This, I mean, I, I mean, is this how women, no. This is actually a version of women that I have never seen. And listen, I get accused of being a male chauvinist pig because I preach the Bible and wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Just a Bible verse for all the Christians that don't believe in that. But I never expect a woman to behave like this. So if you're a feminist and you got a woman that's a, a that's not a woman, but a man running around pretending to be a fully penis man, running around, he's got his testicles, got his penis, got everything, and he's running around almost doing a parody of women. You might be a little bit offended, Democratic Party, and I hope that they are, and I hope they lose. Now, there's not a lot of great. You can bring it back to me. There's, I mean, there's there's not a lot of hope that Democrats will turn. Until it, to it completely and totally affects them, which is starting to happen. But it was, we saw in the election in Chicago where they actually elected somebody worse than Lori Lightfoot. They get rid of Lori Lightfoot. She doesn't even finish in the top two. So disqualified to even run in the general. And they elect somebody who's worse than her. And the reason why they do is that the effects of those policies have not hit them yet. When it hits them, it will come. And that's why you're seeing it. 
at the national level more than the local level because the national level, as the Democratic Party pimps and whores for the transgender community, a very small percentage of the community. Notice that small percentages are used to manipulate the entire globe. 0.1% death rate, COVID-19. I mean, 0.01% of the population is transgender, and that's their own numbers. I'm making that up. I'm just saying whatever their numbers are, it's absolutely minuscule. So that's used to manipulate an entire population. Some people are like, you know what? I want opportunities. Hollywood right now, unless you're a bisexual, transgender, non-cisgender, whatever, you know, what homosexual, bisexual, whatever it is, a person of color, you can't get a job. They know it. I'm going to enjoy watching Alec Baldwin if he stays out of prison, never getting a job again. I'm going to, Robert De Niro, you don't qualify, bud. You're, you're white. You don't qualify. It doesn't matter what your heritage is. I don't care whether it's Italian or anything. It doesn't matter. You're white. You're done. You're finished. I go, although I guess from what I saw from the award shows that you can actually identify as a specific race now too. So maybe you can do that. All right, let's move on to Trump. So here's the latest on the trial. Terrence K. Williams video. Alvin Bragg is going down. Just a little synopsis. Play for me. They picked up a new slogan. No one is above the law. If no one is above the law, then I don't understand how Alvin Bragg could dismiss murder and gang assault indictments against two of the people involved in the murder of my son. Because it seems to me that murderers are above the law in New York City. So all of this, no one is above the law, nonsense, is just that. Mm. It's nonsense. We see it every single day in the black and brown communities, every day, all day. Everyone is above the law. They're not even making it to the DA's office. The cases are not even being prosecuted, period. We see crime rising out of control every single day. And Alvin Bragg is doing absolutely zero. So there is a citizen of New York City under the jurisdiction of Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg, who refused to prosecute two two men that are responsible for the murder of her own son while he's busy prosecuting uh, uh, Jose Alba, the bodega owner who shot or or shot or killed. I can't remember again. Did he stab? Stabbed a shooter. I can't remember who had the gun, who had the knife. But he stabbed to death the shooters trying to rob a store. Ran him back to the Dominican Republic. He decided to give up on America. And, of course, the parking lot attendant who got shot and then took his assailant's gun and shot his assailant. Both of them were being prosecuted for felony murder until, until public pressure made Alvin Bragg decide not to do it. And then, of course, right there. And I love the statement right here. It's great. She says that their, their, their new motto is no one is above the law. And she says, no, actually, everyone is above the law. Because, of, you know, you have Alvin Bragg who turns 52% of his felony cases into misdemeanor cases, which is a brand new world record inside of New York. Congratulations to him. And, of course, with murder up, this is not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. Murder is up in New York 50% under Alvin Bragg. 50%. And yet he's chasing Donald Trump again for and that makes sure everybody understands exactly how this works because i'm going to show you this i'm going to show you the the hierarchical hypocrisy it's not simply hypocrisy yes it's hypocrisy but they don't even care that it's hypocrisy they don't care that you show them that it's hypocrisy it's hierarchical they believe they're above hypocrisy because they're above you so they can do anything they want 
because they're the ones who own the court system and own the media. But let me just repeat to you how, how Donald Trump is being charged. 34 felony counts, right? Each one of those felonies is because he put down a financial statement. He actually wrote a financial disclosure in the wrong column or his bookkeeper did. In terms of Alvin Bragg deeming it the wrong column. And in, in order for those, now those, all those offenses are long since past the statute of limitations. So Alvin Bragg has to bring them back to life using a DOJ, Obama DOJ attorney, which nobody talks about. The Alvin Bragg had given up on this case, said he wasn't going to prosecute it. Then the Biden, Biden administration, even though it's, the person wasn't actively under the Biden administration, just like all the FBI agents that go directly from the FBI to Twitter, all the DOJ um, the, or the, the DOD people, you know, um, like Lloyd Austin, they go from the DOD in back to Raytheon, back to defense contractors, back to the DOD, back to defense contractors and rake in billions of dollars. Well, this DOD, I mean, DOJ attorney who was at with the Biden, the uh, Colangelo was his name, used to work for the Biden, the O'Biden administration. I said that on purpose, the O'Biden administration. And now, of course, he gets assigned to Alvin Bragg, strangely, isn't it? And then suddenly it's back to life. So you have these 34 counts. In order for these 32, 34 counts to actually quote unquote work, which they don't, and nobody's ever done this before in the history of all judicial proceedings in the United States. Everybody got that, right? Never been done before. This has never happened before. Brand new things. Again, another thing in the long list over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve of times that I've said I've never seen this before because this has never been done before. So each one of these counts of erroneous bookkeeping has to be assigned to another crime. And so this is how it works. It has to be a bookkeeping error that's done to conceal another crime in order for them to bring it back to life and make it a felony because it's got to be a felony, right? It's got to have that, that felony mark on it so that every, oh, wow, Donald Trump, 34 felonies. Those 34 felonies are him putting a two instead of a four or putting something in the wrong column during bookkeeping long since past the statute of limitations, two to five years past uh, the statute of limitations. So in order for those to be felonies, they have to be attached to the, attached to the concealment of another crime. So you're doing the bookkeeping error to conceal another crime. That crime to say, now, that crime that these alleged uh, 34 counts of erroneous bookkeeping are concealing, Alvin Bragg hasn't told anybody. No, he refuses to tell anybody. Why wouldn't you tell people? And why wasn't it included in the written indictment? Now, when the bill of particulars comes out, he, he will then have to spell it out. But right now, he, has, he's, he doesn't even put it in the indictment. And, and what that other crime is, is an illegal campaign contribution. Or, or, or maybe what we would you call a misappropriation of campaign funds. That's what it would be. That's because Alvin Bragg deems that Donald Trump paying Stormy Daniels $130,000 was an illegal campaign appropriation. That Alvin Bragg deems it. Didn't come out of Trump's account. Didn't come out of the, the Trump for president account. And here's the kicker. It was written after he was president. So how can it come from the campaign for Trump to be president account when he was already freaking president? This is where we're at. And here's the thing, you know, we can, we can, it sounds hypocritical, you know why? Because it is. On my part, we can do, we can talk about it all we want. But what we've got to do 
is fund places like Judicial Watch. You're like, what are you friends with Tom Fitton? No, I've never met him. He wouldn't ever acknowledge me. I'm way too small of a podcast for him to acknowledge. Now, I mean, I don't want to say that about him. He may be a great guy. I'm just telling you. I, no, but I'm just using them as, a, as an example. We need to have billions and we can raise it. There, there's, hundred, there's, there's 150 million of us. We need to raise billions and drag these people into court. Criminally and civilly. Put them under oath. And if they lie, then they don't just get to lie like out in the media. They can just lie however they want. Adam Schiff for three years, four years saying that there's Russian collusion. You know what? Put them under oath. We, that's what needs out. We need to do what they're doing. You can, you know, Ken Paxton in Texas can get Alvin Bragg down to a Dallas court. He can. If, if Alvin Bragg can bring Donald Trump to a New York court, Ken Paxton can get Alvin Bragg to a Texas court. Let's play the game. We need millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to conceptualize this. We need to come up with it. We have got to go to not violent warfare, Facebook, and all you other media idiots that are listening to me right now with your stupid algorithms. I'm not talking about violence. We need to go to judicial lawfare. Like they're doing to us. That's what we, otherwise, we can put out all the memes we want. I, I'd give due credit if I could remember who put it out. It may have been Charlie Kirk, but what happens is we end up with a Alvin Bragg, a Soros bond paid for attorney, dragging in Donald Trump into Manhattan, and we put out memes. That's our answer. We get outraged, we put out memes. Hillary Clinton deleted 30,000 subpoenaed emails. Each deletion is a felony, she's got nothing. Nothing has ever happened. James Clapper perjured himself by saying the NSA was not recording our cell data. That was a lie. NSA White Hat came out and testified and said that was a lie. So he purges himself. John Brennan purges himself. Nothing happens. Hillary Clinton purges herself. Nothing happens. Nothing. But we end up in court. We have got to put the money together. We got to go to lawfare. Now, let me show you the hierarchical hypocrisy in this. Look, look at this old report. Speaking of Tom Fitton, that wasn't on pur- purpose. Here's Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Flashback. This is how the media reacted when former Democratic presidential candidate John Edwards was indicted. What was John Edwards indicted for? Paying off his mistress while he was running for president. Not after he won president because he never was president. While he was running for president. Play it for me. There are growing questions tonight over whether the government overreached in its indictment of former presidential candidate John Edwards. Edwards is accused of using campaign funds to hide an extramarital affair. There are growing questions over the indictment of former presidential candidate John Edwards for allegedly using campaign funds to hide an affair. Did the government overreach? This looks like one of those things you read about in third world countries or in India or somewhere, Pakistan, where they get somebody who's been out of office a couple years, get them while they're down, hit them with some incredible charge with campaign funding that nobody's ever heard of before and put him away for a while. It just looks like revenge against the party, against somebody who lost an election. Even if most of the facts prove true, there already is controversy over whether it all amounts to a federal crime. Critics blast the government's case against the former presidential candidate. Why they say what he did may not have been against the law today. So I guess the question is, is, is CAD or criminal? I mean, there are people who are saying that this indictment is very questionable. A Washington Post editorial said it is troubling that that the Justice Department would choose to devote its scarce resources to pursuing this questionable case. Even some of those with no love for Edwards are scratching their heads over the charges. Even some who find Edwards' behavior despicable question the strength of this case. Leave him alone.
alone. I mean, why waste our effort on that? What are your, what's your political view? Do you think there's politics in this prosecute? Was it just a Republican U.S. attorney going after this guy, sticking around to do the dirty work for the R's? Where's all the, where's all the media? I mean, that's exactly what's happening now. A, congress, a, a judicial overreach. By the, and by the way, far worse than what happened to Edwards. Now, here's the interesting part about it. Okay, we got the hypocrisy, hierarchical hypocrisy. The reason why the media was coming out in defense of John Edwards, which actually, he was actually doomed by his own people. Well, I don't have time to get into that right now. But for some reason, the Democratic Party turned on him. But the reason why the media came out to his defense, after the Democratic Party ruined him, then they've got to mediate, mitigate the damages so they, the media comes out and defends him. Of, you know, and of course, we understand the reason why the media comes out to defend John Edwards because he has a D in front of his name in more, way than, more ways than one. And, um, the, you know, of course, to, to mitigate the damages done, right? So it, it's hierarchical hypocrisy. They, they know these videos are out here, but they don't care. It doesn't matter to them. They don't care about hypocrisy. Pharisees and the Sadducees, didn't care about hypocrisy. People don't care. We think that we have this sort of trump card. All, oh, yeah, we just point hypocrisy, hypocrisy. They don't care. If you're a soulless, demonic person, you don't care about hypocrisy. You embrace it. You actually say, I can get away with hypocrisy because it's a hierarchical hypocrisy. I'm above you. I'm not held accountable to hypocrisy like you are. That's how they are. So, of course, we got, so that's the media angle. But here's the, here's the legal angle. So, John, John Edwards was criminally charged. Because he said that his, what he did was he bought off his mistress to keep quiet so that his wife wouldn't find out about the affair and doom his presidential uh, aspirations, right? So there you go. So, but he actually wrote down on his ledger, in his, in his bookkeeping, this is a campaign attribution. Paying off my mistress is a campaign attribution. He's arrested and charged for it. Donald Trump is being arrested for not calling it a campaign attribution. So if you don't call it a campaign attribution, you get arrested. If you do call it a campaign attribution, you get arrested. What are you supposed to do? You see what I mean? This is where we are. And a lot of you think you're immune because I'll never break the law. You don't have to break the law. John Edwards didn't break the law according to Alvin Bragg. According to Alvin Bragg, John Edwards would be celebrated because Alvin Bragg is charging Donald Trump with doing the opposite. This is where we are at. This is why I keep railing away. I don't want people to feel like you're safe. If you live in a red state in a blue area, you are not safe, judicially speaking. Somebody just make up a charge, go to a, go to a Soros bought and paid for district attorney, impanel a grand jury, indict you, put you in front of a blue jury with a blue judge, and convict you, put you in prison for say, seven, eight, nine years for, for sedition, for whatever, assault, using words. Whatever it may be, you're like, no, those crimes technically don't, don't even exist. Either does Alvin Bragg's crime. That doesn't exist. There's no crime here. Donald Trump is being charged with crimes that don't exist. All right, let's go to the next one. Breaking news, here it is. It has been revealed that not only is a judge in Donald Trump's case daughter work or worked for Kamala Harris for president that, that you know you feel comfortable if you are a leftist just a few leftists watching right now there's about 381 people that are watching right now on our various platforms you there's some leftists watching so let me just ask you 399 now just went up if you're a leftist would you feel comfortable with a judge whose daughter worked for Trump for president and here's the other side of it how about if you're a judge 
donated money to Joe Biden or let's reverse it to 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 Donald Trump uh, for Trump 2020. Breaking news that has been revealed that the judge presiding over Donald Trump's case donated money to Joe Biden in 2020. He's given all kinds of money to act blue. And that's who's presiding over you. Exact same thing happened to Alex Jones. He's not even allowed to put on a fence, a defense. Same thing happened with Steve Bannon. Wasn't allowed to put on a defense. Same thing happened to Roger Stone. Roger Stone, a defendant in a case that's unheard of. A defendant in a case given a gag order. The people who are given gag orders are the prosecutors, not the defendants. If anything, in most cases, you want the defendant to run their mouth so they sink their own ship. They say something stupid that that actually uh, indicts them, that actually criminalizes them, that actually convicts them. But see, you think he's getting a fair trial? And I know I'm speaking to the choir. I'm I'm asking the one or two leftists that are watching right now, would you you like to come down to Tampa and and be charged like, let's just use a civil offense like defamation, which of course Alex Jones has been convicted of defamation against dead people, which doesn't meet the criteria for defamation. You can't defame somebody who's dead. But that, it does, those rules don't matter. They just make them up. You're like, they can't, they can't just make it up. What would stop them from making it up? The only backstop is the Supreme Court. Your case will never get to the Supreme Court. Not if you're Tom Lipley. Not if you're you. The only people who get the Supreme Court are the Trumps of the world. You and I will never see the Supreme Court. We'll just languish in prison for eight or nine years. They're like, nobody could do that. They couldn't live with it. They could never live with themselves to put an innocent man or woman in prison. Absolutely would. They did what Roger Stone was sentenced to nine years for doing far less. He did, he did, he didn't do anything, first of all. But even if he even if he did do what they said that he did, it was literally a one out of five hundred thousand of what Hillary Clinton did. He put him in prison for nine and a half years. And he's 70 years old. The only reason why he's not is because he was pardoned. The only reason why Mike, Mike Flynn is not in federal prison is because of Sidney Powell. He'd be in prison. They were looking for three and a half years for him. I guess he'd be out now. Be getting out about now. And he, 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 that's what I'm saying. People have this false sense of security because this is the United States, not the United States. We are right now because we are under the Democratic Party, which is globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. They are not, they are not Americans. It's just like you're not a Christian if you're not biblical. If you don't preach the word of God, you're not a Christian because Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one. First John five, seven. John chapter one, verse 14. Jesus is the word. There's no delineation between Jesus and the Bible. None, zero, zilch. If you don't preach the Bible, you're not preaching Christianity. You're actually preaching a Pharisaic cultism of fake, fake love. And if you do preach that, you can read my shirt right now. There you go. And it's just, you're not an American if you're not constitutional. It's like, see, like Alan Dershowitz, okay, which I obviously don't agree with. But Alan Dershowitz, who's a hyper-leftist, pro-choice, baby-butchering monster. But I actually enjoy listening to him and actually kind of, as much as that, that just would ruin our relationship, me saying that right there, but I ruin every relationship. I do, I ruin every relationship. It's just the way that it is. I've learned, I've learned to accept it. I've, I've learned to revel in it, actually. Enjoy it. That all my relationships will eventually come to an end. I understand that. So, <laughs> but I can, you, you, Dershowitz, what Dershowitz does is he actually wants to preserve the right for democracy to work. You have your left, which is federalism. See, it's, it's like this. 
Go state by state. Whatever a state wants, they want. Go ahead. You legalize this, you legalize that. But whatever is not voted in, like here, you know, as an example, you go state by state on cannabis or marijuana. We call it cannabis all the time if you're a former cop. Because that's what you write in all your charging affidavits, cannabis possession or cannabis sales, whatever it is. So you want to go, you want to legalize marijuana, fine, but no federal funds can go to it. You want to legalize abortion, fine, but no funds can go to it. The things that, the only way you get federal funds is something we all agree upon. That's how it should work. That way you want to you go to a baby butchering, pot smoking, tie-dye wearing state, go right ahead. But your pot smoking and your baby butchering, because we haven't agreed to it nationally, will not be funded by the federal government. That's how it should work. That's how it's designed to work. You're like, Tom, there should be a, a federal law against abortion. I agree. And we, should, we, we can win that. We, we win that, win the House, win the Senate. Outlaw it. I'm all in favor of it. Totally and completely. Shouldn't be one baby aborted ever for any reason whatsoever. Keep covering rape and incest, rape and incest also. Just to be clear. That's how it should work. I don't even know where I'm at now. Let's move on to the next thing. We'll all figure it out. Here we go. Moving on, Dinesh D'Souza. Here, here, just some more hypocrisy. But now we're going to go into how, you know, Joe Biden allegedly wants to lower climate emissions. Now, does he really want to lower climate emissions or profit off of allegedly falsely lowering climate emissions? As he drives around in his 50-car motorcade and flies around in private helicopters and private jets all over the world. And that's before, during, and after being president. If no one is above the law, why is it, Dinesh D'Souza tweet, why isn't Biden under indictment for this? Joe Biden pushed for fracking in the Ukraine days after Hunter joined the Burisma board. Burisma, of course, a fossil fuel company, natural gas fossil fuel company. And Joe Biden go flying, he loves the World Economic Forum, loves to to promote the climate change hoax, loves that, then why is it that he's banning fracking in the United States and pushing fracking in the Ukraine? It's all it's about is the love of money. You know, and understand the early translations of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money, some verses say all kinds of evil. The early transition translation is, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Why does Planned Parenthood like to butcher, butcher the unborn? Because people are getting rich butchering the unborn. Why is it that we used to have two transgender clinics, transition clinics in the United States, juvenile, transgender, transition clinics? Why did we used to have two and now we got 159? Why? Because of money. It really is. Life is really easy. The love of money. And you're like, it can't be love of money. Why would the middle class bend over, grab their ankles, spread their butt cheeks, put on masks and social distance? Why would they do that? To preserve that middle class life. You're like, Tom, aren't you? Yeah, I'm middle class. I'm, I'm middle class. But I won't do anything. I, I will not bend over and grab my ankles. And that lot of people didn't just grab their ankles. They grabbed the tip of their big toe while simultaneously having their spouse spread their butt cheeks for them. All to preserve that $100,000 a year life. Anything, anything. That's the love of money. It's not just rich people. It's the love of money. It's the same thing that goes with Mark 10, 25. A rich man entering in, it's easier for a rich man. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We're all rich in America. Middle class is filthy, rotten, rich if you compare us to any other country in the world. You'll do anything. People do anything to keep it the grovel. It's the love of money. So these people who say that they want to lower CO2 emissions 
only do it so they can personally profit from it or personally or just self-aggrandize, become a celebrity like Al Gore and Jean Carey. And you get to go around and act like you're smart as all of your prognostications never become, never actually come to fruition. You want to see the hypocrisy and go to the next one for me, Will? Ron, Rona McDaniel video. Play it for me. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Just to clarify, would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. We Thank can't. You. Any fossil fuels, as he funds fracking in Ukraine, because as he funds fracking in Ukraine, Hunter Biden with Burisma, the fracking company, receives $80,000 a month. That's who they are. That's who these people are. That's what they always are. Is there, are there people like that in the Republican Party? Yeah, Mitt Romney, he's got a lot of money coming out of Ukraine. Nancy Pelosi has money coming out of Ukraine. Who am I missing, Aaron? I don't know. Aaron usually could think of other ones. There's lots of, obviously the Bidens have money coming out of Ukraine. And all the other, Mitch McConnell has tons of money coming from the CCP. That's the whole thing. They're all, they're all just personally profiting off of their alleged morality. It's got nothing to do with morality. They don't care about CO2 emissions any more than they care about a behind, behind the scenes. They're mocking transgender people. They laugh at them. Joe Biden sitting across from Dylan Mulvaney saying, I'm just so proud of you, Jill. Dylan. I'm so proud of you. No, probably we go in behind and he's talking to his wife who he met during an adulterous affair. Who they claims, remember Joe Biden claims that they had a they had a, a blind date. How do you have a blind date with a campaign staffer that you've known for years? Explain that to me. They didn't. I mean, his husband, her husband has come out and said they met, they, they were having an adulterous affair. Joe Biden wrecked Jill Biden's ex-husband's Corvette while they were dating, while she was married to him. Facts. And you have, if we had a legit media, he would be Clintoned already. We don't have any legit media anymore. Even people can make whatever decisions they want as far as whether he gets elected to political office based on his morality. I don't care. You're like, you're a hypocrite, Tom. Donald Trump has done all these things or allegedly done whatever. I don't, you make your own, but at least the truth is out. I'm not saying that the truth is out about Trump. I'm just saying at least people are looking into it. Nobody looks into the Democrats, of course. And that's what always amazes me. Nobody looks in, nobody verifies anything, and Christians open up their blood veins to their vaccine. Amazing to me. All right, let's go to the next one. Here's a picture for you. Scientists struggle to understand why Antarctica, I'm just about my climate change stuff here. I just had to throw this in because I saw it. Why Antarctica hasn't warmed for over 70 years despite the rise of CO2. <laughs> Remember now, CO2 was supposed to cause the Earth to warm. That didn't work out. So then, well, no, it's supposed to cause the Earth to cool. I have an old video from Leonard Nimoy from 1972 where he's espousing that the earth is, is you know, we're entering into another ice age. Cooling, great uh, global cooling because of CO2. And then CO2 transitions, it must be transgender CO2 because it transitioned into causing global warming. And then none of those, none of those predictions came true. So then it had to become climate change, which since the climate is always changing, every climate change then verifies your false uh, theory. Any, oh, it's warmer this year than last year. Climate change, cooler this year than last year. Climate change, well, the climate always changes. And if you're saying that that's a problem, then whenever the climate actually changes, which it does all the time, with no problem, it verifies that there is a problem. You're like, Tom, that doesn't make any sense. Of course not. Either does Dylan Mulvaney modeling women's, women's sports apparel 
fully penis. It's a sexual perversion. It's turning him on sexually. That's what's happening. Same thing, same thing with Leah Thomas. Showering with women, dating women, having sex with women, and identifying himself as a woman. All right, let's go to the next one, Will. Uh, Hank, our deployable video. I had to show you this because I just, it's just a little montage. You're like, Tom, you're going everywhere tonight. I know. I like going everywhere. I like to make them a little, I'm, I used to just deep dive and then I always get, what happens is Aaron will make fun of me and producer, my producer Aaron will make fun of me. Uh, associate producer Will over here, they're over here. They'll make fun of me because if I go vaccines first, we never go, go talk about anything else. So I, I, mean, I like to talk about a lot of different things if I can, but I get, I get lost as you can tell. Don't actually get lost. They're just deep dive, tributary, everything. So I just had to show you this because this is from this past week. Within the last week or so, if you listen to the data that's coming out here, this is a Hank Hart deplorable video. Nancy Pelosi gets them all. She gets screamed at during this symposium. And listen to what she gets screamed at about, and then we'll talk about it. Play for me. Pelosi, that's a very good place for you in the depths of hell. Because for some reason, you have a very bad obsession of getting us into war. Hey, why is it that you did not admit that there were no, there were no WMDs in Iraq? You could have... So there you go. It's just fun. And you're like, I was just talking about this to my producer, Aaron. You're like, you don't really like to see it. You know what? Game on. Game on. It's over. Listen, I know I'm all for civility, but we can't get a word out. You send a stand. You send a very respected judge into Stanford Law School. And they just shout him down. They invited him and then shouted him down because he had some sort of conservative values. Well, they deemed that he had some sort of conservative values, which, by the way, is funny because what happened with that? I don't have the names. Maybe I'll get the names. But what's funny about that is right after that occurred, two very prestigious law firms stated publicly that they would not hire anybody, anybody to be a clerk for them that came from Stanford Law School. And then suddenly the dean of Stanford Law School came out and said, we respect the Constitution. 
That's how you play. Come to play, baby. Come to play. Nothing manipulates what I say from this desk. Nothing manipulates what I say from the pulpit. Nothing. I've come to play. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. And that's what you have to do. You got to come to play. And right now they're shouting us down. We gotta, we'll shout them down. And then they'll stop it. That's the whole thing. And that's why I tell you to get out of your blue states. Stop supporting companies that hate you and get out of those blue states because once you leave and their tax base goes down, then they'll start to think a little bit. But here, here's another aspect. Oh, and, and one thing too, I, I had to address this because before I forget, one of the, the first protesters talking about Nord Stream, Nord Stream Pipeline, that the CIA blew up. That's just a fact. Just like the lab leak theory is absolutely correct, the CIA, CIA in conjunction with naval, Navy divers took out the Nord Stream. Why would, why, would, why would Russia blow up their own pipeline? Which is bringing billions and billions of, of dollars worth of income per month to them. They're going to blow that up, right? And by the way, just for those, because the first story came out that the Russians did it. You know, just like wear a mask, don't wear a mask. The Russians did it, right? That was story number one. Then they retracted and say a wanton group of Ukrainians did it. What, uh, is, that a, is that a tribe, wanton? The wantons? Are they part of the Ossoff Battalion, the Nazi? Remember the Nazi Battalion that we're sending hundreds of millions of dollars over to, the Nazis? Remember, we're, we're one of, there's only two countries that didn't publicly denounce Nazism at the UN, the United States and Ukraine? Whoops! Oh, it's all for democracy. Let's just send them another hundred bill. But just as though you know, and I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino, the author that put out, I forgot his name, the author who put out the article about it being the United States that blew up the Nord Stream, naval divers, it's got to be the best divers on the planet, which is the United States Navy, by the way. Best divers on the planet. Seriously, the best. Nobody can do it. China can't do it. Russia, they don't have the ability to do it. Listen, as much as I am down on the United States military because it's all leftist woke, there's rank and file people that are okay, but not as many as you think. It's run by leftist woke bourgeois elitists. You know, Mark Milley, Lloyd Austin, people like that. In order to blow up the North Street pipeline, people don't understand how big the ocean is. And of course, it's in what? The Black Sea? I can't remember what sea. It's Black Sea, I think. But it's the sea between Russia and Germany. And they, so they could bypass Ukraine. See if you can find out for me here. But, so in order, you, you don't just, I mean, if you've ever been out there, how do you, how would you ever find anything? It's, what is it? The Baltic Sea. So it's in the Baltic Sea. You know, there's a bee in there somewhere. So it's in the Baltic Sea. In order to find the Nord Stream pipeline, the Baltic Sea, you, you'd have to have it already previously marked on a GPS system. In other words, you're a Russian, you're part of the Russian military, the German military, or the secret services of both, or the, I mean like the FBI's of either one. You'd have, you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to have that knowledge. So how would anybody else find it? You ever ask yourself questions like this? If it's a wanton group, remember, first of all, it's the Russians that blew it up or they could find it. But then of course the story changes to, it was a wanton group of Ukrainians. Just, a, I guess a couple guys in a Boston whaler heading, <laughs> heading out <laughs> with their Daisy Dukes on and dropping down 300 feet. You know, you're talking about an organized military operation. By the way, very strange, very strange coinkadink that was happening there as we were actually doing a naval exercise in that area. Very strange, isn't it? Come here. I mean, right when it blew up. Very strange. And by the way, it's the greatest environmental catastrophe in all of humankind. And these are the people who are so afraid of CO2 emissions, but they don't care. They honestly don't care. That's just a vehicle for them to usher in totalitarianism. 
So let me just throw this out to you. In order to find the Nord Stream pipeline, I want you to think about this. If you're a wanton group of Ukrainians and you're Boston Whaler with the Days of Dukes on and your Walmart masks, in order for you to find, this is, this is true, true statistics, to find an object in the, was it again, in Baltic Sea? Baltic Sea or any ocean at 360 feet at depth, 360 feet deep, but you can only stay down for a couple minutes. In order to do that, it would take you to search one square mile would take four years. That's a fact. Absolute fact. So how in the world would anybody find it outside of the United States military? Because they're asked Germany or they, or they just knew already. That's a fact. Just put on that out there too because I want you to see it. So back to Nancy Pelosi. So she's getting called a war criminal. Why? Because we all know what Nancy and Paul Pelosi were doing, right? We all know what they were doing. They were profiting off of the various wars that she put us into. Let's do these peaceniks. They're not, remember, all of these leftists suddenly love war. Why? Because they're profiting off of it. Love of money is the root of all evil. So here's another one, because they're all the same. Nancy Pelosi now is in love with George Bush because it's all the uniparty. Here's George Bush having to answer for the exact same things Nancy Pelosi is having to answer for. Play for me. When are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9-11. You lied about Iraqis. You said me to Iraq. You said me to Iraq in 2003. My friends are dead. Joshua Castile. You you killed people. You lied. You lied about WMD. All right, so there's George Bush having an answer. Now here's Joe Biden having an answer. Play for me. Um, I'm an Air Force veteran. I'm an Army veteran. I'm just wondering why we It's exactly right. And just so everybody knows, I want you to ask yourself this question. What benefit have you ever gotten from any of these foreign wars? Lower gas prices? Eh, nothing. Nothing but dead Americans. Nothing. So that Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and George Bush, and Mitch McConnell, and all the rest of them can personally profit. We are not ruled by the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, or the Bill of Rights. We are that all the Christians said that we need to obey our ruling authorities, which is absolutely incorrect, because our ruling authorities, our ruling authorities are actually the Constitution. So you are actually disobeying the Word of God when you shut down your churches, just so you know. But these people have personally profited. That's all that it's about. 
They don't care that people are dead. They don't care. They, they, people never get to see their sons or daughters again. Never get to see their father. Why? Because they personally profited. They don't care. You can look back at World War II even. Where, where you had the British aristocracy telling the Brit- British under Montgomery, make sure you don't blow up buildings. It cost thousands of British soldiers' lives. There's not oh, one human life is worth everything. They don't care. Why, listen, they're abortionists. If you're an abortionist, you're an abortionist. You don't care about human life. All right, switching to perversion. Rise Melbourne video. Here's the new law in Canada. Play it for me. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Stealing from Bongino again. I steal a lot from Bongino, steal a lot lot from Steve Bannon. Those are the two podcasts I do not miss ever. But he said, listen, the police state is not coming. The police state is here. Now, yeah, there they are. Look at that! Look at that group. That—that that is who we're. This is who we're going to bow to. And then you're like, Tom, this is Canada. You don't think this is coming here? You honestly don't think this is coming here? That you will not be able to, allowed to make a remark? They, you know, they had different stipulations about as far as feet are concerned. I guess you're going to have to buy one of those like golf course meters that you point at the flag and it shows you how far you are out because you're not allowed to protest within 500 feet of a transgender person and you live under the charter of rights in Canada and you can't protest anymore look at listen look at the the, the people that are being bowed to this tiny percentage of the population is running everything just like a 0.1% death rate covid-19 ran everything this is the people that they're bowing to new laws you can't speak anymore in Canada you can't protest anymore in Canada all right, let's go to the next one. Well, Greg Price tweet. Breaking. You think it's different here, right? It's different here? Okay, let's look. The Biden administration, the Biden Education Department, just dropped new Title IX rules that bar schools that receive federal funding from enforcing policies that ban biological males from playing girls' sports. Leave this from, leave it up for me so I can go off of it. So very interesting here, right? So now it's all new Title IX. Title IX was about funding women's sports is what it was about. I don't agree with the original Title IX. I think it's bullcrap. It's a democracy. You want money? Earn it. But the original Title IX was, you know what? If the men's baseball team received $25,000 worth of school funds, then the women's softball team has to receive $25,000 of school funds. Regardless, even though that the male, soft, male baseball team earns all their money, the softball team doesn't earn squat, it's all equity, right? I could deep dive into that for three hours too, but I'm not going to do that. So now what's happening is this. The new Title IX is, if you are going to bar fully penis men from showering with your daughter because he's identified as a female softball player, couldn't make the baseball team, so because he couldn't make the men's baseball team, he's decided to change his name from Dan to Danielle, fully penis showering with your daughter that he wants to date, now that team or that school or that school system is not going to receive money if they don't allow that to happen. 
That's the Biden administration. And this is why it's, we, can, we can protest all we want. I put out the information. We need to coagulate large sums of money. And let me just, so that we can fight back against these things in the court systems. You may not like the way this sounds. I don't care. In our court systems. You're never going to win anything in Hartford, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, New York City, Los Angeles. You're not going to win nothing. Bond paid for Soros state attorneys. Bond paid for police chiefs. Bond paid for uh, district and state attorneys. Bond paid for judges. You're not going to win, period. Bring them before our judges. And we'll go federalist. We'll go federalist. If you want to have swinging weenies in the same shower with your daughter, you fund it. I don't have an interest in that. None. I can flat out tell you. Flat out. I'm sitting in a 52,000 square foot building right now called Foundation Church, 13,000 South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida. That's where I'm sitting right now. We will never, never allow men in women's restrooms here. Ever. I don't care if it's federally mandated. Ever. In Jesus' mighty name. Not going to happen. You have to stand. Where am I at? Well, a Vigilant Fox video. Switching to vaccines now. Worse than a war. Listen to the stats. Dr. Peter McAuliffe, play it for me. How big is the problem? This paper from Columbia University estimated in the first year of the pandemic, using vaccine administration data, 146 to 187,000 Americans have died of the vaccine. Stunning. This paper from University of Michigan, Mark Skidmore, where the mean age of death in this study, 48, 48 years. People 48 years old is a mean. The estimates, this is stunning, 278,000 Americans estimated in the first year of the, of the vaccine program. The first year. We have a second year now. A quarter million Americans almost certainly have lost their lives or had their lives shortened due to this mass vaccination program which is still being promoted by our government agencies as safe and effective. This is worse than a war, and it's a war that we're doing to ourselves via inoculation. Rasmussen report over the holidays. One in four Americans think they know somebody who's died of the vaccines. It all fits together. It's all cohesive. Australia now, 18,000 excess deaths from your stable baseline in the pandemic years. And this is just up to September of 2022. We have now another full quarter. Death in Australia, the United States, and developed countries is always known. It's 40% heart disease, 40% cancer, and 20% other causes, which are known. Motor vehicle accidents, suicide, drug overdose. It's always known. Now the biggest category of death in all of these reports is unknown. If you're a leftist that's watching and you like to pimp and whore vaccines, how do you not just look at the data? I mean, simply look at the data. Normally, in the United States, we have about 1 to 1.2 million people die per year. We're hundreds of thousands above that. Why? What, what's the variable? We weren't hundreds of thousands above it in 2020, but we're hundreds of thousands above it now. More people have died of COVID-19 
in 2022 in Australia than 2020 and 2020 and 2021 combined. Why is that? What wasn't there in 2020 and 2021 in, in full implementation? So in 40%, basically this is in every first world country, 40%, but I'll just use the United States. In the United States, in Australia, 40% of, of Americans die of cancer. When they die, not 40% die every year of cancer. Please understand, 40% of the deaths. Per year, 40% are cancer, 40% are heart disease, and 20% are other, are other known maladies or accidents, suicide, car crashes, things like that, right? So everybody's clear on that. It's all known. It's known. It's marked. 40% cancer, 40% heart disease, 40%, uh, 20% accidents, suicides, drug overdoses. It's all marked. 100% of deaths were marked. Up until when? And everything changed in 2021. What, what ha- what's the difference between 2021 and the rest of your life? Oh, the, of course, the vaccine rollout. Now, the leading cause of death in America is unknown. Unknown. They have no idea why you're dead. They all know. It's a, it, you want you know, so I told you, I, I watched, I never miss Bannon. There are no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences. So there's no conspiracy. It's an international cover-up. Doctors covering up. They know why people are dying. When you, when you take out a fibrous clot that runs from somebody's groin down to their big toe, three feet long, that's never been found before, basically made out of plastic because of lipo nanoparticles that actually, as they cool, harden. Or actually, correction, reverse, as they warm, harden. They pull them out and they look like calamari and they're white and there's no iron in them, but they still call them a blood clot. It's not a blood clot. It's a fibrous lesion. It's formed. It's not just, it doesn't just form. It form fits inside the vein. As if on purpose. Oh yeah, but the vaccines, weren't they put out by people who wanted to lower the Earth's population? So they got, they're sterilizing. They're lowering, they're lowering sperm counts everywhere, causing babies to be born with auto, autoimmune deficiencies and absolutely no immune system, ADE, everything else. So now the leading cause of death in Canada and America is unknown. We don't know why. Now he has the death count. I'm gonna give you the various numbers here. I, I love Peter McAuliffe. He's, he's, he's sweet though. I'm, I'm not sweet. I don't try to be sweet. I don't try to soft pedal nothing. He's sweet. He actually wants to reach across and win people over. I'm like, forget them. They ain't coming. They're NPCs. It's a zombie apocalypse. They want to be an NPC. It's like a lot of people all the time, you know, as, as a cop, as a church worker, whatever it may be, pastor, cop, people are like, do something about the homeless. What do you want me to do with people who want to be homeless? You know, Tom, that's not true. It's absolutely true. You've never been a cop. You have no idea what you're talking about. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're a seal and you can mop the floor with me and you've, you've killed a hundred Al-Qaeda members. You're a better man than me. But if you think that anybody can do something about the homeless, you're delusional. They want to be homeless. And I'm talking about 99.9% of them. I'm not talking about the families who got fired and the father got fired because he wouldn't take the vaccine. Now they had to move into the Salvation Army. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the homeless. So a lot of people, they don't want to be helped. But So Peter McAuliffe wants to still help people, whatever. In Australia in 2022, 18,000 deaths above their baseline. Small country, 20 million, 25 million people. 
Small country. 18,000 more deaths than usual. That they'll, remember now, this is what they released to you. So if, 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 if you have their version of the CDC who's willing to admit that 18,000 extra people died, how many people extra actually did die? So Peter McAuliffe has it at 278,000 vaccine deaths. That's from the nice guy with a baseline of 40 years of age. So the mean is 40. That's the average age of death in that 278,000 extra deaths, unknown causes. The average age of death is 40. So that means that it's really 20 to 50s that are dying. And that's why we have a major employment crisis. We can't hire anybody. You ever notice it? If you listen, he's saying it's basically 300,000 people have died. And you're wondering why it is we, you can't find a worker. And electricians can't find an apprentice. They're dead. You're talking about it's being hyperbolic. It's not hyperbolic. 200, they shut down the swine flu vaccine after 25 deaths. 2278,000 is what the nice guy says. What's the mean guy say? I'm not even the mean guy in this particular circumstance. Usually am, but not here. Ed Dowd, you got Peter McAuliffe, who's been a lifesaver his whole life, world renowned cardiologist. Ed Dowd, BlackRock statistical genius, former BlackRock executive, Ed Dowd has it at 800,000 from the numbers that he's running. And he's actually saying, because the people who are most likely to take the vaccine are the ones who are young and employed. They're dead. That's why you, you wondered, don't you see the signs everywhere? No, why, why wouldn't people want to work two jobs right now? They're dead. If it was me and I had no money, I'd work two jobs. I've done it before. But they, there's, there's nobody, you're like, you, you know, this horrible economy where it costs you twice as much for everything now. As you, I mean, I'm literally twice as much as it used to. And if the dollar goes down, wait and wait till you see what happens then. And you're wondering why they can't be hired because the people who are most likely to take the vaccine were the ones who were mandated to take it. And those are the people who had jobs, were mandated to keep their jobs. In order to keep their jobs, they had to take the vaccine. I'm just throwing, I'm just, these are the numbers that are coming in from experts there is nobody with more acumen to statistical data than Edward Dowd. Please follow him. He is not, he's no right-wing zealot. Follow him. Now I'm going to show you this. I, you know, people, people get mad whenever I do anything anti-Trump. I don't care. I'm voting for Trump. I'm just telling you. He better, he better fix some stuff, and he better fix his vaccine outlook in a hurry. Here's what happened. This is RFK Jr. who just announced that he's running for president on the Democrat side which I'll never vote for him because he baby butchers. But he's right on vaccines. And you need, when people are right, you, you show videos where they're right. When they're wrong, you show videos where they're wrong. Here's what happened at the very start. If you're wondering how Pfizer became so predominant in our culture, here's how it happened. Play it for me, Will. I know Trump, Trump got in there saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. He asked me to be on a vaccine safety commission. When that news got out, Pfizer gave him a million dollars for the inauguration and then for his inaugural party. And then he appointed two of Pfizer's lobbyists, Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar, to run HHS. And they killed the Vaccine Safety Commission. And then Gottlieb went to serve on Pfizer's board. That is the swamp. 
So you, you have Trump goes up to RFK Jr. and says, hey, I want you to clean up the Washington vaccine outlook. He's like, great. But then Pfizer donates, I can't remember what they said in the video, how many, a million or something like that to, to the Trump inauguration. And so who goes in? Actually, you have, who, who out there votes for RFK Jr. if it comes to vaccines? Who's, who's going who's gonna to set American vaccine policy? You're going to take Pfizer board whore, Scott Gottlieb, and Alex Azar? Or are you going to take RFK Jr., who's independently wealthy, doesn't matter what, what Pfizer does? It's like Donald Trump. That's why Donald Trump is the great, I'm including Reagan in this. You think that I attack Trump, mean to Trump, whatever, you think whatever you want. I was, I perfectly remember the entire administration, eight years of, Donald, of Ronald Reagan. Donald Trump was better, better than Reagan. He was great, but he blew it in this. Blew it, and that cost, that decision right there cost him the presidency. And it could cost him again, because there's a lot of people who won't vote for Trump because of how he pimps and whores back to his, his Operation Warp Speed. I'm still going to vote for him because he's better than a Democrat. And he never mandated and always said he wouldn't. And when Trump says he won't, he won't. When, when, when Joe Biden and Barack Obama, if you like your doctor, you keep your doctor, I'll never mandate the vaccine. When they say they will, they won't. When they say they won't, they will. And just to remind you who Scott Gottlieb is, play that for me, Will. Dr. Scott Gottlieb. His forthcoming book is titled Uncontrolled Spread, Why COVID-19 Crushed Us and How We Can Defeat the Next Pandemic. I just want to start with a, a few quick rapid fire questions at the top here. Do you agree with the U.S. Surgeon General that every COVID death we're seeing now could be prevented? Most could be, certainly. 97% of the hospitalizations that are occurring right now are occurring among unvaccinated people. I mean, you will see some breakthrough infections in vaccinated people, and we're seeing that. Um, but by and large, this, this is an epidemic that's occurring in the unvaccinated. Let's go back to front. He said you're going to see some breakthrough infections. That's all, the, that's all the infections are now. Every single person, statistically speaking, every person on the planet who's hospitalized or dying of COVID-19 is fully vaccinated. Being, getting, getting a serious case of COVID-19 is a vaccine side effect because Omicron is a very, very mild variant. It's the least virulent variant. And most people have died of Omicron because they have no immune system. Does that make sense to everybody? I just want to make sure that I'm making sense to the whole world out here. Even you know, we got a vast swath of humanity watching here, 463 people watching, which I mean, I appreciate it. I, you know, I started off with zero people watching. And then the other thing, so he said there's going to be some breakthrough infections. That's now the only infections that are incurring that, are, that reach the level of hospitalization and death. That's it. So there's a, that's number one, going in inverse order. That's his number one bold-faced freaking lie. Here's his other one. 97, he said at that time, somewhere in 2021 probably, that 97% of the people in the hospital we're fully, we're unvaccinated, a pandemic of the unvaxxed. So there's two lies. First of all, it, there was no 97% of the infections that, that, are, that were hospitalized COVID-19 infections that were, that were unvaccinated. That was a bold-faced lie. The people who were in the hospital at that time were those who were vaccinated. There was never a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That 90%, 97% of hospitalizations, first of all, is made up out of thin air. And how did they make that up? Because they attributed everything to COVID-19. So what they do is have an emergency room. Some kid comes in with a broken figure, swab his nostril with a 97% inaccurate PCR test. Deem him COVID. So everybody in the hospital has COVID. So you have somebody who comes in who's in stage four lung cancer 
for basically their last week of life, swab their nostril with a 97% inaccurate PCR test, deem him COVID positive, he dies a week later, so everybody in the hospital has COVID, this pandemic of the unvaxxed. Absolutely untrue. Bullface lie, lying through statistics. That's just Scott Gottlieb is, who shortly thereafter, at the time of that video, he was already on the Pfizer board. And after he's the one who made up the six-foot distancing, by the way, and then joins the Pfizer board, he's the one who's actually stipulating vaccine vac, uh, uh, vaccine protocols in the United States, the man who sits on Pfizer's board. And all the Christians lined up to take it. Like, Tom, you're always attacking the Christians. Well, as I've said over the last three years, the 15 days to flatten the curve, when all the Christians are like, uh, yeah, we'll do the, because it's not, they're not, they're not, Sheeple, they're, they're seals, they're seeple. I'll do anything for my sardine. Give me my freedoms back. These are the people who are stipulating to you your rules and regulations. These are the people coming up with the protocols, sitting on the board of the company that, that's making the vaccine that you're mandated to take. That's, that's, what, that, that's America. I love the Constitution, love the Declaration of Independence, love Abraham Lincoln, love the Bill of Rights, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin. That's not America right now. It is in pockets right here in free Florida with Ron DeSantis. It's here. That's why he wins by 20%. It's here. But we're not being ruled that way. $31 trillion worth of debt, which I'm going to switch right into that right now. I titled the, the section, this section of the show Cabal Finance. Download uh, download.news video, Tucker Carlson. Let's talk about the devaluation of the dollar, where where the dollar is no longer, is that what, what's, what's going on right now, and I'll let the videos speak themselves and we'll talk about it, is the devaluation of the dollar, that's number one, the decentralization of the dollar. So where the, where the U.S. dollar, the U.S.D. is, whenever I say U.S.D., U.S. dollar, so the, the USD is no longer the global reserve currency. That's what's happening right now. What happens if the USD is no longer, like there's, there's, there's countries that hold billions of dollars of literal cash in their banks, literal greenbacks, USD. If it is, if it is devalued, if it's no longer the reserve currency on the globe, what happens to all those dollars? Anybody know? You ought to know. They all come home. of the $20 bills that you see, $1 bills, $5 bills, $50 bills that are in circulation right now are printed in the last two years. If all those other dollars come home, we are the Weimar Republic where you used to have kids playing with Deutschmarks in wheelbarrows worth nothing. That's the Biden administration, but that's also the McConnell administration, the Romney administration, and even somewhat the Trump administration who spent $7 trillion on COVID. For a 0.1% death rate virus? Why would you spend a dime? Why? Just, I just showed it to you. In Manhattan, they just sold $200 million worth of respirators because they're, they're being overwhelmed. Our emergency rooms are overwhelmed. Send us money. Build us field hospitals that never saw a single patient. They just sold $200 million worth of respirators out of Manhattan for $500,000. It's an absolute fact. This is what's actually happening. You're worried about, people are worried about Alvin Bragg? 
This is what, this is what, and what I mean by that is we should be concerned about our judicial system falling apart for sure. And we, and we should be concerned about that part of it. People are worried about Ukraine. You, you can help Ukraine win and there's no United States. And I'll just say this again. Even if you win politically, we, we're just going to keep, we won, we won, we get to print more money. We won, we won. Okay, that's not going to, that's not going to save you from the repercussions of printing money. Just because you are in favor of printing money and you scored political points for printing money, it will not spare you from the repercussions of printing money, which means this, I mean, just in, in real hyperbole here or potentially not hyperbole, if you're AOC and you keep printing money, you're in favor of it. You being in favor of it doesn't spare you from the repercussions of it. Who's going to drive your car? If there's no money, if there's no if money means nothing, who's going to drive your car? Who's going to work at Starbucks? Who's going to, who's going to do, who's going to do your security detail? Nobody. Nobody's going to work for free. The repercussions will come for you too, even if you're politically winning. Downloads that news video, Tucker Carlson, the Russian sanctions are destroying the U.S. economy. But this is about the U.S. dollar. Play it for me, Will. We thought at the time that the real threat to our future wasn't just the billions we are sending to Zelensky. That was reckless, but probably not going to end America. The real threat was the unprecedented economic sanctions that Joe Biden was allowed to, in fact, encouraged to impose. Those sanctions, you'll recall, were supposed to hurt Russia. But even in March of last year, it seemed obvious they were going to hurt the United States much more than they hurt Russia. Here's what we said 13 months ago. We should prepare to lose our position as holder of the world's reserve currency. That is happening in slow motion. It's unmistakable. Now, the Biden people seem to have no idea this is going on, or maybe they want it to happen. Joe Biden was up there at the State of the Union bragging about how he took 30 points off the Russian ruble in a single day. Hooray! Good for us! But once we stop celebrating our win, the destruction of the Russian economy, they deserve it. You got to wonder, is there a downside to this? Could it be a Pyrrhic victory? Let's see. These policies have driven Russia, China, India, Turkey, and other countries to accelerate their flight from the U.S. dollar. Now, to be clear, that's the majority of the global economy. This may be the most reckless and destructive thing any American president has ever done to the United States. So that was last year, and at the time, it was really just yelling into the wind. Those views were considered absurd, even treasonous. Biden and his Republican allies described sanctions against Russia as morally essential. So we seized oligarchs' yachts at Anchor. We closed the Apple store in Moscow. We were all assured these were important victories, and anyone who asked questions about their long-term economic consequences was a Putin stooge. That was the consensus in Washington last spring. And so de-dollarization began, and it has accelerated at remarkable speed, almost without comment in the American media, over the last year. So Russia announced it will conduct business in Asia, Africa, and Latin America in Chinese currency. Brazil, which has a brand new government supported by the Biden administration, announced it will do the same thing. Brazil, largest economy in the hemisphere after ours. Pakistan is doing the same thing. That's a longtime U.S. ally. India and Malaysia, two of the biggest economies in the world, announced they'll be settling their trade in their own currencies, not the dollar. Even France, which we liberated, is using Chinese currency in a new liquefied natural gas trade. China and Saudi Arabia are now major business partners. And, and again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is happening around the world, and all of it is shutting out the U.S. dollar. And it's happening a lot faster than anybody could have predicted. 
right, so here we go with this really briefly. And because I already went over it, but I just wanted to tell you, remember, if, if we get, if, if all of, if we are, if, our, if, we are, if we are no longer the, the reserve currency on the planet, in other words, basically we are able to wield incredible power because the dollar is worth so much. Every, every you call it the petrodollar. The petrodollar governs oil prices around the globe, the pet, which is the USD. If, if, our, if our dollar is devalued, in other words, no longer used and is no longer the global reserve currency, those dollars all come home. Remember, most of the dollars right now in circulation were printed, 50% of them were printed in the last two years and then all the rest of them come home at the same time? It'll be 150 bucks for a carton of milk and your salary doesn't go up in conjunction with inflation. And here's just the list. These are the people that are going to the yuan, the Chinese yuan. Yuan, I believe I'm pronouncing it correct. If not, I apologize. China, of course, Russia, Brazil, Pakistan, who used to be a close ally, India. India and Pakistan, Pakistan, who hate each other, are coming together against the U.S. dollar because of Joe Biden. Why is this happening? Have you ever asked yourself? Because... If you are, I'll finish the list first. Malaysia, these are, Malaysia, you ever read where a lot of your products are made? Malaysia, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and France are all looking for at least a portion of their economy to go to the Chinese currency. I'm not sure if, if I'm pronouncing it right, so I'll just call it the Chinese currency. It's Yuan, but I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yuan. That's what, this is what happens. This is what, I mean, you have China who just met with Brazil, Lula. You had Bolsonaro who lost because of fraudulent election again. You got a globalist in there. Lula is now meeting with, now meeting with the Chinese, switching to the Yuan. And like Tucker said, we liberated France. They're switching to the Yuan. And guess who's next? Mark my words. Mark it. Ukraine is next. Because every, Iraq's doing it. Iran's doing it. Iraq, who we spent thousands upon thousands of soldiers' lives on and hundreds of billions, trillions, I believe it's, I can't remember how many trillions, several trillions in Iraq is now switching to the yuan. Petrodollar out. Now remember, this isn't all in one fell swoop. They're doing this. They're, they're incrementally doing this. This is not good. It, the, the concept of this, there, there is no normality if this occurs. Life totally changes if this occurs. If you're, if you're a Christian and you tithe, you have God, you will be supplied and you will prosper. If not, you're on your own. You're living in the world's economy. 1.6 trillion in Iraq is what we spent. And they're going to the Yuan after we set them free. And I, by the way, I don't agree with that war at all, but we gave them a chance. I mean, I don't agree. I just want to, I want to make as clear as I can be. I was totally against the Iraq war, always was. I'm not like John Kerry who says I, I was against it before I voted for it. So just, I just want to, I want everyone to be following the USD and we need to be holding these people accountable and we need to stop printing money now. Some of us may have to accept the fact that social security will no longer be a part of our, our future. You don't need to understand that. We don't have it. It's gone. $32 trillion in debt. It's gone. We cannot continue doing what we're doing. It cannot happen. It's devaluing the dollar. And one of the other reasons I'm going to tell you that it's happening is because if you're going to be the U.S., if you're going to be the, I'll just use the petrodollar. 
We are the global reserve currency for everything, but mainly we're the petrodollar. Everything is traded in dollars. Saudi Arabia selling its oil to Russia was done in U.S. currency. It's a fact, not rubles. U.S. currency, it's a petrodollar. The Russia, I was about to say Soviet Union. Russia has basically a trillion dollars worth of U.S. currency that they trade in. That's how valuable it was that they're all getting off of now. Now, if you're going to just using petrodollars as an example, in order to, to have your currency that valued, you have to be a player in the petro world. Are we? We were until Joe Biden took office. Joe Biden took office because all the Christians put masks on and treated a very safe election as a threat to their life. Can't go vote in person, so to open the doors of fraud. So now we've got the vegetable in chief. So what Joe Biden has done was made us a non-player. Remember, we were a net exporter for the first time in American history of fossil fuels when Donald Trump left office. North, you know, we the North Street pipeline, Excel pipeline. We had, you know, we had all that going on. Net exporter, Joe Biden cut off. Now we're a net importer again. We're not a player. We were in the game, man. We were, we were buying oil, selling oil, selling natural gas, fracking all of it. And now we're out. In Saudi Arabia, here's Joe Biden say during the State of the Union address that we're only going to need fossil fuels for the next 10 years. You know, if you're counting on USD and you're somebody who's going to live for another 70 years and you're only going to get USD for the next 10, you're going to look for some other form of currency. Does that make sense to everybody? That's what's happening. All right, here's the, here's the response. 30, so switching, it's all part of the same game, but now we're switching to debt. And what's going to happen with all of this? Here it is, RFK Jr. Now, just a couple months ago, I said that basically what the United States was doing was a beta test on digital currency. CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. It was like a beta test. You know, like when you have a new social media out, out, you know, outfit, they do beta tests to see what you can do on their various platforms. We'll go live, whatever. So they were doing like an experiment, like a test. That's what it was just a few months ago. Well, it's now transitioned from just a test to full implementation. Here it is. The Fed just announced it will introduce. By the way, the Fed is a private agency, so you and I should be able to say no to the Fed. Should be able to say no to our government for the most part, too. We'll introduce its Fed Now Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC, in July. It was just an experiment a couple of months ago. It was going to take years to kind of investigate, see how it lands, see how it works. No, not anymore. Now it's implemented in July. We're in April, May, June, July. So we're about three months away. CBDC's greased the slippery slope, this is RFK Jr. writing, to financial slavery and political tyranny. While cash transactions are anonymous, a CBDC will allow the government to surveil our every private our, our private financial affairs. The central bank will have the power to enforce dollar limits on our transactions. Leave this right where it is, guys. That's exactly what they're doing right now in China, which is what Joe Biden wants us to be. The government that Justin Trudeau admires the most is the Chinese government. In China right now, if you don't use your currency, you lose it. They put a time limit on it. So you, that's a fact. Absolute fact. You don't use it, you lose it. There's a time limit on it. That way you're totally controlled. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, accumulate cash. You just get enough to live by. That's exactly, you're like, that'll never happen. Really? You don't think it's going to happen here? It will. It won't happen if you and I as the church restrain these demons. Because it's all about leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, singular access point, singular access point. 
If they control your, they control your money, they can turn your money off. That's the access to all products. How do you get products without money? Who produces products without money? They can stop the production of products by saying we don't like that you're selling bullets to people. So you know what? You can't buy any more gunpowder. Shut off because it's CBDC. It's shut off. We don't like you, so it's shut off. The CBDC tied to digital ID and social credit score will allow the government to freeze your assets, exactly what they did in Canada during the Freedom Convoy. The Fed will initially limit its CBDC interbank transactions, but then they always say that. Well, it's just going to be basically what they're saying right now. It's just, you know, just like Biden said, he'll never mandate the vaccine. And if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, remember? And then Biden did what? Mandated the vaccine to all federal employees, all federal contractors, and tried to mandate it to all companies with more than 100 employees. Mandated after he said he would never mandate it. They're saying right now this is going to be limited to in-bank transactions. You go into a bank and you wire money, it's or whatever. It's just in-bank. Not when you use your debit card at Walmart. How many of you believe it's going to expand after that? This is the point of it all. I have my list here, buried in my giant one of my stacks over here. I still can't find it. Where do I have it buried? There it is. Here's my list. Right here. I write everything in Sharpies. I'm a very complicated man. Right on the cutting edge of technology at all times. It's all one agenda. One agenda with various tactics. This is one of them. It's right here on my list. Pandemics, vaccine passports, CBDCs, social credit system, climate change, abortionists, transgenderism, LGBTQ activism, gun grabbing. It is all the same agenda and those are the various tactics to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. What do you control by a tyrant? What do you do? What do you do? You say no. You vote no. Listen, if you're a liberal and you're like, yeah, but you know what? It's the Democrats that want to do it even though I'm against it. I get to score a political win against Donald Trump if I vote for it, even though I'm against it. I get a political victory. That will not spare you from the consequences of being controlled. And if you don't believe leftists turn on leftists, you've not read a history book. All right, back here, Saturday night, 55 minutes. Lots of video, lots of videos to follow. Do not miss Saturday night. It's going to be awesome. We'll break down whatever it is that's happening from top to bottom, always applying the word of God. And listen, for the 476 people that are watching on our various platforms right now, know that I love you. We are the restraining. We are the restraining. Pray against all this stuff. Vote against all this stuff. And it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourself be burdened again by yoke of slavery. Love you all. See you Saturday night. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. 
Opportunity does not mean righteousness. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.